This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Presenting Carly and Callum, your serial offenders on Joy 94.9. Okay, three, two, one, let's jam. 6.30, good morning, everyone. Good morning. What a weird week we've had with ups and downs of heat and cold and rain and burning sun. Bur- burning sun? Oh, oh, I guess that's kind of normal for the sun. I, I thought you were going to be, like, burning... I don't know, burning rain or something. Acid rain. Set acid fire rain. to the rain. <laughs> um, we have a big fun show this morning. I'm going to be discussing Duna Trolls. Duna Trolls? Yes, the trolls of the Duna. Is this who steals the Duna? It is a lot of things to do with the Duna, and it is my boyfriend. I've now started calling him my Duna Troll. I'm intrigued. I won't ask too many more. We've got two prizes to give away today as well. One to, of course, the Pancake Parlour and a double pass to see Eastern Boys movie. Oh, yes, which opens tonight. Uh, We also have Luke Mullins coming in from the Melbourne Theatre Company's latest Endgame, which I'm very excited about. He's also in Waiting for Godot, which I love. Um, I want to talk a bit about Stings this morning. Stings? Yeah, like bee stings. And we have um, our slash fiction. I want to talk about revenge. Revenge. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. Um, yeah, keep in touch. Let us know what's going on. 0427JOIN949 is the text line. You can email on air at join.org.au. How's your week been? Who do you think is going to, just preemptively, who do you think is going to win our slash fiction on? Have you been any touching, have you been touching any strangers this week, Callum? <laughs> That's a very personal question. I think I'm going to field this one to the wild boys. <laughs> straight than other radio stations. Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9. It is 20 minutes to 7. I hope you're having a lovely day. That was Everybody Talks by Neon Trees. So that just makes me think of Christmas trees. Christmas trees? Neon, yeah, probably. That makes sense. Yeah, fairy lights and things. Um, I'm so jealous of your research that you got to do for your slash fiction um, this whole week. I have had the best procrastinating time spent on YouTube this week. Oh, man, I just, man. There's a picture up on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash serial offenders. Uh, for our uh, book genre this week, we're doing slash fiction, which is where you get one character from one story and a different character from another story and pair them up together. And you were doing Bewitched, um, Bewitches, but. Be- Samantha from Bewitched Thank and you. Jeannie from I Dream of Jeannie. And so you just spent the and week... And it was really hard because to do that, I would have had to make Samantha leave Darren. No, no. Like, Their I... marriage is too perfect. Yeah, they just couldn't leave each other. And then, Jeannie. you know, Jeannie was wiggling. Oh no, Jeannie was blinking and Samantha was wiggling her nose. And oh. no matter what kind of powers I made them have, um, Endora just ended up taking... 
centre stage. Oh, of course she did. And so I've definitely decided that Endora, Samantha's mother, is going to be my next dress-up person. Oh, oh nice. Can She's you wiggle a- your nose? You can. Can I? Um, well, well, it's all right. But did you know I learned something this week? <gasps> Nicole Kidman three years ago starred in a film called Bewitched. Really? Yeah. Is it anything like, like, was yeah, it like it's a remake based on of Bewitched. this one? Really? Yeah. Cool. They are remaking the TV show Bewitched with Will Farrell. That's odd. Will Farrell. I can't Nicole see Will Farrell in there. Yeah, and then he's like the producer, and then in the trailer, it's like, but she is really a witch. Yeah. So they cast Nicole Kidman to be... Well, I can see Nicole Kidman as Samantha. I can see that really easily, yeah, actually. Totally. That, that fits. Um, I, yeah, I can't see Will Farrell as Aaron. No, 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 no. He's the producer of... So the whole idea of this film is that they're remaking the TV show. But she actually is a witch and she's playing a witch. Exactly. Ah. And Will Farrell is, I think he must be like the producer of the... Or like the director or something. Is yeah. He, is he any good? Oh, well, I haven't watched it. I I've mean, only is the seen movie the any good? I don't know. I've only seen the trailer. I was intrigued enough for a movie at home. Oh, I would yeah. watch it if I was procrastinating enough. Totally. So then I went from... Episode after episode after episode of Bewitched. <laughs> then I went to episode after episode after episode of I Dream of Jeannie. And then I decided that I couldn't blend them together. So now I've gone with Audrey Horn from Twin, Twin Peaks, Peaks and Joan from Mad Men. And uh, so then I got stuck on watching pretty much the last half of series one of Twin Peaks. I love Twin Peaks. And then I got stuck on series two of Mad Men. <laughs> and then it was quarter past midnight last night and I still hadn't written a story. <laughs> and I was just really addicted to all these TV shows. And I was planning on waking up early. We wake up early anyway. We do breakfast radio. Exactly, but not early enough to write the story and I had to drive in. So anyway, I've written, I've come up with something. Yeah. Yeah, which we will hear after seven. I hope it's not completely diabolical, but if it is, we're going to have the Twin Peaks backing soundtrack behind me. So, you know, that'll just make up for everything. How did you go? I struggled, actually. Slash fiction is hard. I have Mike from um, 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 Magic Mike, so Channing Tatum being an incredibly sexy stripper, and Jacob from Twilight, so Taylor Lautner being an incredibly sexy werewolf. And when I went to do research, I just ended up looking at a whole lot of Google images of... Vampire of, porn. Well, no. Um, <laughs> I'm more of a Channing Tatum fan than I am a Taylor Lautner fan. So it was... I just You just Google image Magic Mike and I can sit there for hours. So that's pretty much... That, that was my does, research. Um, does Jake Patterson bite Channing Tatum in your story? No, no, they're friends. Oh, but isn't he a vampire? No, 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 no. He's a werewolf. Oh, who are we talking about? Jacob. Didn't you say from- Jacob from Twilight. Oh, there Jacob are werewolves from and there are vampires. Oh, I just had it in my head that it was Josh Patterson that you were doing about it. You need to do some more research, lady. I just need to listen. All <laughs> <laughs> that. This is Baby It's You by the Chantuzies. You're on Joy 94.9. The Serial Offenders are better than a big breakfast, but less nutritious on Joy 94.9.
Carly, my primary school teacher in prep and grade one, same teacher, used to tell me that I want doesn't get. I want doesn't yeah, get. Yeah, so you walk up and be like, excuse me, oh. I want blah, blah, and she'd be like, I want doesn't get. Um, with a wine. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want that. But this yeah. morning, this morning, I want gets. Um, if you want a $50 pancake pile of voucher valued at $50, pancake pile of voucher valued at 50 <laughs> Well, got in a loop. Treat yourself. You deserve it. Um, all thanks to the pancake parlor. Mm, lovely. All you need to do is text in your name and membership number. Can't have won a prize in the last two weeks. 0427 Joy 949. Or you can email. On air at joy.org.au. AU and you have to send in the rudest way that you can ask for something without swearing. Yeah, without swears because so breakfast, guys, breakfast. Give me that pancake parlor voucher. Yeah, give it. Hand it over, weirdo, or um, shove over. I want the pancakes. I'm taking that. Yeah, give it. Yeah. I, like, I like give it. Yeah, you're demanding yeah, for this yeah. pancake parlor Demand some pancakes and you'll get them. You'll get them. Because yeah. I don't feel like being polite this morning. No pleases, no thank yous, just demanding. None of that. Touch me. They are demanding things. Or in this case, it's a song by Kathy Dennis. It, it'd get weird otherwise. But you know what I'm talking about. You're on Joy 94.9 with Carly and Calvin this morning. Demand those cakes, ladies and gents. Demand those cakes. <laughs> but let me explain. When we die, our bodies become the grass, and the antelope eat the grass, and so we are all connected in the great cereal of life. Joy 94.9 Would you just shut up and feed me the pancakes? (laughs) Loser. (laughs) I love it. Nicely played, Andy. You're with the cereal offenders. Carly and Callum this morning, and we've got pancakes to give you. If you want them, you've got to be rude. The only way you can get them is if you demand them. We don't want pleases. We don't want thank, thank yous. Thank yous. None of that boring stuff this morning. Just grab them. Would you shut up and feed me the pancakes, losers? Currently, Andy's in the win. He's winning. He's it's winning. Just the most obnoxious way possible. Yeah, yeah, but but no swears because it is breakfast. Yeah, we want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's you know let's 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 and get online. creative. Yeah, exactly. You know that just loses any hope of being creative when you start having F's exactly and S's and stuff exactly. Is that that. Exactly. Come on. Come on. Do some good. Do some good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. You know, abuse us. Get, get, get what you want. It's Pancake Parlour. Voucher valued at $50. I would be getting it with whipped cream and butter and ice cream. I'm a savoury man. I love the savoury pancakes. Okay. Mm. What about this one? Give me those damn vouchers or I will shrink you to the size of a moose and lock you in a room with my Siamese cat. I, th- I think you mean mouse. Oh, shrink moose. you to the no, size I'm, of a mouse. No, a moose. Oh, moose. Once he's eaten you, I will collect his poo and feed it to worms. I will then feed the worms to a bird <laughs> who <laughs> I will then shoot. Can't <laughs> <laughs> go in. <laughs> all of that. Oh, oh, dear. Do you know um, what the funniest thing about that whole thing is? He can't go in the draw. Tony won a la- prize in the last two weeks and yeah. can't go in the draw. Yeah, he's even said, can't go in the draw. <laughs> and then he's added a smiley face. So he's just, you know, he's just enjoying... Um, Enjoy enjoying yelling. Love it. Um, keep them coming in. If you want them, ask for them. But don't ask nicely. Demand. Don't do it. Yeah, demand those pancakes. Um, coming up after seven, I'm going to be discussing some bedroom etiquette. 
Um, because yes, what you should and shouldn't be doing in the bedroom. Well, specifically in the bed, and it's not like a, oh. it's not like a fun, sexy thing or anything like that. It's literally like don't eat in the bed. Seriously. Oh, you just ruined the story. No, I didn't. I don't know the story yet. He ate in the bed. Just because I'm, uh, I feel like that was the punchline of the whole story. No, 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 no. What he, what. He, being my boyfriend, who I've started affectionately calling a Duna troll, because he's... It's like he lives underneath the Duna like a troll lives under a bridge, rolling around in his own filth. That's that's what my darling boyfriend does. Mm. Bless him. Love him dearly. But, uh, I mean... Uh, so, yeah, there are, there are things. I need to get off my chest this morning. Okay. Well, no better way than to the rest of the community in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what? I've got a little something I think I think I'll share up to the news. Whoa! <laughs> Touch screens don't like me. Um this morning we are demanding pancakes. If you want pancakes, ask and ask as rudely as you want. And Tony said he did mean a mouse. Yeah, shrink you to the size of a mouse. I, I, I kind of knew that, but I was just embarrassed that oh, when I see. So Helen you... pulled me up straight away that I was just really adamant that he was wrong and I was right. Well, I wouldn't have pulled you up on the fact that you said I'm going to shrink you to the size of a moose and feed you to my Siamese cat unless, you know, if it still kind of made sense, but it just, you know, it, it, and you looked confused. Yeah, well, I always look confused at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, that's, that's that's true. It's just it's just it's all right. It's just one of those stupid little things by Anastasia. You're on Joy ninety four point nine. Get those cakes for your daily vitamin C. Listen to Carly and Callum on the Serial Offenders. Joy ninety four point nine. Had some excellent uh, demands for pancakes in this morning. Um, Frank from Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Canada. Forget the voucher. Can you just send me the pancakes? Um, they'd probably go pretty gross by the time they got to you there, buddy. Possibly because they've got enough sugar, though. The mould might not hey, be there. Or it might add flavour. Maybe <laughs> if you got, like, a creamy pancake, by the time you got there, you'd have... By the time you got to Canada, you'd have pancakes topped with blue cheese. Now, Megzi has just taken it to the next level oh. and sent us in a photo saying pancakes or else. And it's... A scary, terrifying, demanding face. <laughs> it's it's pretty fabulous. I, well, no, it's it's actually it's actually a little fearful. I'm a little scared. Um, yep, yep, you're totally in the run. It was it's amazing. So people are upping the ante. Not only is she being demanding, Megzi, but but she's also being very intimidating. Exactly. Um, I'm scared now. Awesome. Love it. Absolutely. Love it. Keep the text coming in. You've got 15 more minutes to demand those pancakes. 0427 JOY949 is the text line. Or email on air at joy.org.au. Be as rude as you want without swearing. I mean, come on, let's be creative here. Um, Also, breakfast time, guys. And you will go into the draw to win yourself a pancake pile of voucher valued at $50. Treat yourself. You deserve it. Exactly. You deserve it. Demand it. Drop into the pancake parlor and enjoy sweet and savoury pancakes and crepes to make your mouth water. Mmm, lovely. All thanks to the pancake parlor. Actually, speaking of mouth watering, I was on the train... The other I morning. I hate this story, Callum. It's disgusting. <laughs> I kind of love it. Um, it's all right. You can do it. You can do it. Come on. Be brave. Be brave. Uh, no, don't do that. Oh, she's doing the thing again. Look, the point is, um, you know when you when you want to have a nap on the train, which I do frequently because I travel to and fro Geelong all the time, um, and you haven't gotten a window seat, so I've got nowhere to lean on. 
Yes. Yeah, you with me here? Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so I was leaning on my hand. Like, next to someone. Like, so, no, um, no, there was a gap in between me and the next person. And I was, um, like, had my arm on my So you're in the aisle seat. Yep, I was in the aisle seat. Had my arm on my leg. And I'm a little bit of a drooler. And I woke up to discover that I've been drooling directly into my shorts pocket. Callum, that is actually <laughs> disgusting. And I would go to the grave with that story. I would never tell anybody. You would never tell anybody. No. I think it's hilarious. And, um, and yeah, so as I got up, I was like, oh, my God, ew, gross. I, like, tucked my oh. pocket back in. And as I was walking off the train, I could feel the dampness on my leg. But, I mean, like... Yeah, come on, that's pretty impressive aim. That's pretty impressive aim for for you for I'm when glad you're in your you sleep. On the aisle and not doing it to the person next to oh, you. Oh, that that would be that. I I would take that story to my grave <laughs> since no one else was you know <laughs> since, since since no one else was um was hurt. We're we're okay. I think I think we're all right. Oh, you know? imagine that poor person. <laughs> there was someone sitting opposite me, and I wonder what they were. There's probably uh, pictures of me in on the internet out there just drooling away into my own pocket. Only the young, Callum. Only the young. Oh, I know. And isn't it great to be youthful? You're on Joy ninety four point nine. Another demand for those pancakes. Gimme, gimme, gimme pancakes after midnight. P.S. I'm not eligible as I won a prize recently. Everyone's just loving being demanding that know, half of them can't nice, even win a prize. It? I know, but they, you know what? They just want to get yeah. abusive anyway, and I love it. Keep it coming. Um, something I didn't love. Something I didn't love, however, is finding out that I'm dating a Duna troll. And so, please be a little bit more specific. What is a Duna Troll? A Duna Troll is um, someone who... You know how trolls are generally filthy, live under bridges, roll around in their own filth? Yeah. Do that. I didn't really. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's the spin I'm putting on it. I'm sorry if you're a troll and you're offended. I am stereotyping appallingly and it's it's... It's not really right, but it's what I'm going with. Um, and, well, well, this is someone who does that in bed. Like oh, my boyfriend. instead of under a bridge. Yeah, he's under a doona. He's doing it under the doona. He's my doona troll, and I love him dearly, but he makes such a mess in the bedroom, it's ridiculous. Oh, gosh, Callum, please no, 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 be no, no, a little no. bit more specific. Yeah, no, it's fine. I'm going to get into specifics. Like, he's always eating in bed, and I get that it's like, you know, you're a comfy, warm place. Like, I've had brekkie in bed before. It's great. But I once found a two-minute noodle flavouring packet under the doona. Open or closed? Open. Open. Who makes two-minute noodles in bed? Mm. I never come across that before. Also, you know, um, or just two-minute icy poles. In general. Well, no, I eat two-minute noodles a lot actually. <laughs> I'm a very lazy cook. <laughs> but um, you know, you don't like the Zupa Duper packets. You, you yes. know, Zupa Dupers. Yes. Yeah, that cut your mouth up as a kid, but you don't care because they're delicious. Cut your mouth up. You know, like you know, they cut the corners of your mouth because they have the really oh, sharp plastic on no, the side. No, that never happened to me. I just stick it out further. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. No, fair enough. Um, we. <laughs> well, how did that never occur to me as a child? Oh well. Point is, um, I found I found those under the doona, like the empty packets under the, the e- doona. Yeah. So he's eating the, he's eating the icing pole in bed, which I don't mind because I've done that too. But then the packets have been found under the doona. Mitch, I, came home I love once. you, but I can't stick up for you anymore. No, no, I don't think anyone can. I, I, I discovered um, 
I, I came home and he was like, no, I haven't been eating in the bed. I pulled the tuna back to hop in because I'd, I'd been away for a night. And I was like, have you been eating in the bed again? I bet you have while I've been away. And he was like, no, no, of course I haven't pulled it back. And there's a super duper packet under the tuna. And I just looked at him and he just went, I got out and like ran out of the room. Do you think he's one of those people that like does it subconsciously? So he probably thinks he's been really good and hasn't done it no. and then forgotten about that time that, oh, yeah, at lunch I had had that and then at afternoon stack I had that and oh yeah okay maybe I did no no he totally knows what he's doing wrong because when my mum was a single mother Mm. and uh we had to sell the boxes of chocolate for charity at school oh yep 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 yeah you know on a budget you know only allowed to buy one of the blocks of chocolate Mm mm-hmm Except I had a midnight snack and ate the whole box oh, of Cadbury chocolate. That's more than a snack. That's more like a midnight gorge. Mm, mm. And then a mum woke up in the morning to get us up for school and I was just thinking, oh, my God, oh my now God, I have to you tell mum I've eaten the whole $50 box of chocolate. Oh, and I didn't know what she was going to be more angry at, that she had to pay the $50 or that I'd eaten the chocolates. Which one was it? And then, oh, no. And then she pulled back the covers and saw just all the packet after packet <laughs> stuck all over me. Oh, the shame. In a bath of melted chocolate. And you know what? She wasn't angry at either. She was just disappointed. She was just really worried that I was going to grow up with some drug addiction because <laughs> I was six years old and was already severely addicted to chocolate. <laughs> Oh, there you go. So, so, not only am I dating a Duna troll, my co-host is a Duna troll and a red light groomer. Trollette. Oh, sorry, trolley. Trollette. Um, are you dating a Duna troll? <laughs> I'd like to know. Am I? Th- I can't be the only one. <sighs> On a happier note, we can draw the pancake parlor prize. Congratulations, Megan, who sent a terrifying photo, and I'm a little scared if I don't give her the Pancake Parlour voucher, uh, thanks to the Pancake Parlour, that uh, she will (laughs) eat me. Maybe she'll put me on her pancakes. I don't know. It was a very... It was pancakes or else! And it was a very, very scary photo. But I think special mention um, should go to Tony, who, even though he can't win, did say, give me those damn vouchers or I will shrink you to the size of a mouse and lock you in a room with my Siamese cat. And once he's eaten you, I will collect his poo and feed it to worms. I will then feed the worms to a bird who I will then shoot. Can't go in the draw, but, you know, just, just... Wanted to be abusive. Nicely done, Tony. Mm-hmm. Very nicely done. Thanks to everyone who takes it in and was demanding. We have another prize that you can demand not far away. A little less straight than other radio stations. Joy 94.9. Here with the serial offenders, Carly and Callum, this morning. Hope you're having a fine old time. Have you just woken up next to a pizza? <laughs> Mmm, because your partner's a dinner troll. Oh, yes. Okay, time for our slash fiction. Do it. So you're going to go first? I think so. You went first last week, didn't you? I have no idea. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> Okay. I'm right. really nervous. All right, so who are your characters? Uh, Audrey Horn from Twin Peaks. Yes. And Joan Harris from Mad Men. All right, well, well. Have met in a bar. <gasps> Oh, with with black coffee and damn fine cherry pie. Play my backing track, Callum. 
Audrey sways her hips in the middle of the bars floor, hypnotised by the melodic sounds she was playing from the jukebox. Joan walks into the door, searching for the closest stool to begin her martini session, commiserating her day and avoiding her duties as mother and daughter at home. Neither woman would have noticed the other if it wasn't for their shared interest in the silver fox they planned on alluring. A mature man, looking important with his trench coat, hat and briefcase, was sitting at the opposite end of the ladies. His smile and frown moved in waves. Audrey approaches him with confidence, leans into his personal space, locking into his eyes. She notices they are black, they are soulless. Ordering another drink, she makes her way back to the dance floor, hypnotised again by the jukebox. Joan's tactics are subtle, but different. Looking up from her drink and catching his eye, if only for a second, she, the silver fox walks over to her, whispering into her ear. She slaps him, almost immediately. He picks up his belongings and walks out of the door, as if nothing had ever happened. Audrey hands Joan a tissue to comfort her. The pair lock eyes and giggle, sharing martinis till the wee hours of the morning. Both women are reluctant to letting strangers in, yet both open up to each other almost instantly. The connection was strong and one that has just begun. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Anyway, I wrote that this morning. Beautiful. (laughs) Love it. Also, I love any excuse to play the intro to Twin Peaks. I know, right? It was so beautiful. Oh, so good. All right. Um, After a bit, after a bit, we'll have uh, my attempt at the slash fiction genre. Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9, McBusted, get over it. Um, my my Duna Trolls parents, who aren't Duna Trolls, um, went and saw McBusted the other night because Mitchell's sister, who's a huge, huge fangirl of McFly and McBusted, um, bought tickets uh, and then got better ones when she gets to meet the band. And so um, her parents are like, mm, right, we'll go along, have some fun. Oh, how cute. Love it. Love um, a bit of pop. Oh, yes. Now, we've had a text in from the beautiful... (coughs) Sorry. That's all right. I forgive you. Caught me by surprise. But the beautiful Johnny says, Kylie, you're such a beautiful... Kylie, you're such a beautiful person. You make my heart heart sing. Love, Johnny. (laughs) Well, that's really funny because you don't even have my name right, Johnny. I'm pretty sure he does this on purpose. It's been a little... I I, I think he just wants attention. (laughs) I think he's feeling a little lonely this morning. (laughs) Uh, Well, you don't get attention from me until you get my name right. You know know how to spell it. (laughs) And then Clayton... The beautiful darling Clayton, who we gave a prize to last week, has just in saying thank you very much for the rock set CD. Very much enjoying oh, it. I love feedback on prizes. Yeah, it's I think great. that's really lovely. So our absolute pleasure, Clayton. Good on you. Uh, do, have we read out the gimme, gimme, gimme pancakes after midnight? We, we did, Ange. Nice work, nice um, work. Which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Shall we do my section of the slash fiction? Go for it. All right. My characters were Mike from Magic Mike, mm-hmm. so Sexy Sexy Channing Tatum, and Jacob from Twilight, mm-hmm. so Sexy Sexy Taylor Lautner. We mm-hmm. had to. I had to pair those two together. It was tricky. I'm not gonna lie. It was. It was. It was tricky. But um, I'll give it a go. 
My goddamn the street. Bicep tensed as he pulled back on the lead of a huge, shaggy dog. People would stop and stare whenever he took his best friend for a walk. If the horse-sized dog loping along, metres at a stride, tongue lolling almost to the pavement didn't grab their attention, then the gorgeous man running desperately to keep up would. Mike didn't mind the attention. He was used to being stared at. He was stared at for money, and he was damn good at his job. But his best friend Jacob wasn't used to being the centre of attention, not when he was himself. Mike idly wondered when Jacob would be ready to come out and show everyone who he really was. Not everyone was as comfortable with their own bodies as Mike was, and WOLF! A startled cry called out from the road. WOLF! Mike glanced up and saw people's admiration turn to horror as they realised the true nature of his dog. Mike glanced at the wolf on the end of the lead, who stared back, an unearthly intelligence in his eye. Mike grinned. Looks like it's time to time to run, Jake. <laughs> short but sweet, I think. No, I think short but sweet from both of us has been good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Slash fiction's hard. I know, really hard. Yeah, I have fun. Only because I didn't want to break up. Darren and, Darren and Samantha. Samantha. No, you can't break those two up. They're a beautiful couple. Yeah. And and um, what's her name? Who's Samantha's mum? No, she and Dora. And Dora would help you because she doesn't like Darren. Exactly. But Samantha would. Now, if you, you do, get your own magical loan back. Can everybody just please do me a favour? Go on our Facebook page and have a look at the picture of Endora and what witch's honour actually is hilarious, actually made my day, privately messaged all of my friends thinking I was <laughs> the funniest person around. Didn't quite get the reaction that I thought it truly deserved. Mm-hmm. So I hope that I get it from you. And um, I have decided that next time, dress up party... I've got to work Endora into a theme because I am, she's going to be my new alter ego. Do you promise? Yeah. Which is honour? Which is honour. <laughs> Coming up next, we're going to be chatting to some bears uh, from the woods. This is what I did for love. Love your mornings. Joy 94.9. Oh, dear. We have Luke Mullins in the studio right now from the Melbourne Theatre Company's uh, most recent project, Endgame. How's your morning going? It's going well. Yep, yep, yep. It's not too early for you? No, no. Very good. Very good. Um, tell us a little, a, a little bit about what Endgame's about. Well, Endgame is um, a play by Samuel Beckett, who is... Um, well, I think one of the great writers of the second half of the 20th century. Um, his other f- most famous play, of course, is Waiting for Godot, um, which is the one many, many people have studied and seen, and I did a production of it uh, about a year and a half ago at Sydney Theatre Company. Um, and Endgame, his, his other most well-known play, um, and it's a, the word Endgame comes from um, a chess move, which, is, which describes the end of a chess game when there are two kings left on the board and the king in chess can only move one space at a time so Mm. it's a very long drawn out difficult game to end and often ends with an impasse yeah um so that's sort of the framework that he's using for the piece um with two central characters a man who sits in a chair and is blind and cannot move and another man who cannot sit down who who only moves around who's sort of like his servant so ham played by colin friels is in the chair and I, i play clove who 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 serves him? So it sounds a little bit like you're in your characters are in some sort of purgatory. Yeah, it's often described as a kind of a purgatorial space. The the space that um, Beckett 
create, similar to Waiting for God Over yeah. by the Side of the Road, Waiting for Someone Who Never Comes. This is two men in a room who can never leave, um, one of whom, my, my character Clove, who is waiting for the other character to finally bring an end to this. Um, and there are two other characters played by Julie Forsyth and Rhys McConaughey who are um, old, his old parents who, who have no legs and live in dustbins. <laughs> Bizarre, but <laughs> it's a strange world, and it and it and it sort of oscillates wildly from the the terror of looking into the void of what it is to be a human and real um, sort of f- basic comedy. Beckett was really fascinated by Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin, and he loved that kind of you know really practical physical comedy. Yeah, yeah. very slapstick. Yeah. But it's a bit of a morbid style comedy, would you say? I'd say it's it's sort of uh, dark comedy. Yeah. Um, but it, but dark comedy is it's still funny. You still laugh. Oh, it's oh, one of my sure. favourites. <laughs> yeah, I love black comedy. <laughs> I think yeah. it gives you a really great way to, you know, look on a brighter side at the troubles mm. that we can have in life and kind of at least well yeah that does happen but yeah. <laughs> so be it you it know. sort of enables you to look at all those things the terrible things that happen in life without getting sort of sucked down into the, into totally. the pit without letting it. yourself get overwhelmed by it all yes yes it makes it uh, it makes it endurable and I think that's sort of Beckett's philosophy of life the absurdity of, of life is, is the thing if you can accept is what makes it all the terrible things endurable wow um, it's it sounds really fascinating. It's something I'm really quite keen to see because um, I loved Waiting for Godot, and when I found out that Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen did a did a version of it, I and never wanted to build a time machine more than to go back and watch that because I obviously never got to see it. But I think that would just be the pinnacle of Waiting for Godot. I think. Yeah, they're two great actors. Oh, that'd be yeah, that'd be sorry. Fan moment. That's fine. Um. So, are you are you enjoying rehearsals and things? You having fun? Yeah, it's going well. Um, uh, I've worked with all these people before, which is really nice. Sam Strong, who's directing the show, um, I've known for a long time, and we've worked together a, a few times. And I was in a production of Death of a Salesman a couple of years ago with Colin, mm. who is brilliant, obviously, and he was really fantastic in Death of a Salesman. I was so, you know, I learned so much from working with him on that. It was really really keen to work with him on this and Julie and I did a production of Night on Bald Mountain last year at Malthouse and Rhys McConaughey was one of my teachers when I was studying at, at VCA and also we did a production of the History, History Boys at MTC a number of years ago together. Awesome. I, I love the Malthouse Theatre. It's a beautiful space. We, um, mm. I saw quite a few years ago, I think it was, um, I Am My Own Wife. Oh, yeah. I think that's one that's really stood out for me as um, one of my favourite... Um, Malthouse theatre experiences. Mm. It was just, it was just beautiful. It's um, one guy on a stage, um, for a good two and a half hours. It's a true story about a um, trans transsexual man living in during. Is it during World War Two? I think it's World War Two and living in Berlin. Yeah, and yeah. generally, like it's escaping and exploring New York and exploring his sexuality. It's oh, what's what's the name of the? Um, I am my own wife. I am my own wife. And it's. Beautiful very bittersweet as well but it's a beautiful um beautiful play but it's not the play we're here for sorry i'm just going on a bit of a um, and so your opening night is in about a month is that yes correct? i think we open on the 26th of march yeah have the cast and um crew worked together before 
Um, yeah, uh, as I was saying, yeah. I've, I've worked with a bunch of people before. I don't know if anyone uh, else has, yeah. yeah. But it's sort of... I, I always enjoy being able to have a few people around who, who you kind of, you know, you can jump in much quicker when you already know the other actor and you're comfortable with them and you kind of have a way of, you know nutting things out together and, mm. and you know things can happen a lot faster and you can get to sort of the, the juicy stuff quicker which is good the fun stuff yeah great yeah, and so um had tickets have they started to sell yet tickets are definitely on sale yeah. it's selling quite well so um get in and, that's always and nice to be MTC. part of a production where the tickets yes. are selling well <laughs> yeah well it's it's such a sort of you know it's a really great classic play and and i think sam's take on it is to to serve that you know he's not trying to um impose any kind of you know he's he's letting it be itself thing it's he's letting it be itself which is definitely the best thing to do with beckett he's so so precise and particular with everything from the stage directions to every single line of text that you you sort of it sort of works like a musical score and i kind of find that to be my approach when i've worked on beckett before is to learn it like a musical score and once you know every single note really well then you can play it and that's where the individual interpretation comes in you know if you listen to a piece of classical music played by you know different musicians they can often be incredibly different in their mm. in their um impact and i think this the same is true of beckett but you have to learn the piece first yes very precisely yeah beautiful awesome so you head to the art uh, melbourne theater company website yes mtc.com tickets are available there playing in the Sumner Theatre with a beautiful design by Callum Morton who's a um, installation artist he's probably one of Australia's best visual artists I, I guess and um, he's worked in theatre once before and so it's really and so he's doing the set he's doing the set design it sounds yeah. like such an intricate performance with, like you know having the script being so mm. well known and like you were saying, and then now the is art it, and are you finding it physically intensive it is it certainly is for me um, because there's a lot of um, very detailed physical stage directions I have to carry out there's a whole opening sequence um, with no dialogue which is a very detailed quite funny description of of Clove my character setting up this kind of room and he comes in with a ladder and there are some windows that are very high up and it's a very repetitive um, where he you know he forgets the ladder he has to go back for the ladder it's, it's very silent film kind mm. of thing um but yeah it's 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 hard work yeah, <laughs> i can imagine but yeah. fun at the same time yes because it must appear effortless of <laughs> yes. course yes yeah. of course in which case to make something appear effortless you have to put so much extra effort in yes <laughs> awesome luke thank you so much for coming in pleasure and chatting about endgame today you're on joy 94.9 with Colin callum your serial offenders this is Doing It by Charlie XCX featuring Rita Undressed there by Kim Cesarian. I still don't know if it's Cesarian or Cesarian. Cesarian sounds way better. You reckon? Yeah, totally. I know some women who probably think otherwise. Now, our slash fiction is up on the Facebook page, ready for you to start liking away. If you missed it earlier this morning, Callum and I have been playing a little competition over the past couple of weeks as to who can write a different short story genre 
better. And I think we both really struggled with slash fiction. Slash fiction was tricky. So if you're not familiar with it, which I was not, it's when you get two characters from two different films or TV shows and blend them together. Got it in one. Yeah. So I had Joan Harris from Mad Men and Audrey Horn from Twin Peaks. Now, can I just say a massive thank you to Frank, who is uh, one of our listeners from Canada, and he sent us a picture, which we've also retweeted, um, of himself and Sherilyn Fenn, the uh, actress of... Audrey Horn um, at the fan conference last in Toronto last year. Frank, I am so jealous and a little angry because you liked Carly's story and not mine. Uh-huh. No, keep it that way. Keep it <laughs> that way. No, look, uh, Frank was sitting on the fence the last couple of um, stories. He liked them both each time. And you know what? I'm glad he's not sitting on the fence anymore. I'm glad he's being more decisive. I'm not glad about the decisive decision he's made. <laughs> That's okay. You'll get over it because uh, Cameron has also given you a like, but not myself. And thank you. Cam, that's from uh, the CNC Drive Factory from tonight at four. They'll take you home nice and safe. It's almost time for us to get on out of here. Oh, the prize. We need to announce the winner. Congratulations to Mark, who called up Jeff and demanded his prize over the phone. You've won the pass to see the Eastern Boys movie. All thanks to Palace Films and Cinema Nova opening tonight. Congratulations. We'll let you know how you can get your mitts on those, you demanding creature, you. Uh, Sonia is up next for Second Breakfast. And a massive thank you to our producer, Sheena. Our podcaster, Gary. Our receptionist, Jeff. Our wonderful newsreader, Alistair. And anyone else that we may have forgotten. Yeah, like all you fabulous, wonderful listeners. Thanks so much. Have a good week. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Start your day the healthy way with the Serial Offenders on Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.